Hi everyone, welcome to the NBA Agents Podcast. Are you curious about NBA student life in the US? Do you worry about how to navigate your NBA life? If so, you're at the right place. NBA Agents is here to empower you to overcome different challenges by sharing tips and recommendations from many other Asian NBA students. We want you to be prepared for the crazy NBA world. Are you ready? Let's get it! Hey, welcome back to MB Asians. I'm Jacob. I'm Jay. So today we wanted to talk about food, and we have some special guests on our show today. So let's welcome Nathan, Patrick, and KJ from Janchi Show. Hey guys! Thanks for having us. What up? Wow, it's a yeah, it's a party today. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let's see how this gonna go because I I have never been into a podcast with so many people. (laughs) (laughs) This is our first time having really many guests. Oh yeah, (laughs) okay, yeah, Yeah, it's gonna be fun. All right, so maybe uh, could you guys just kind of introduce um, what is Gen Chi Show about to our audience? Yeah, absolutely. the John Chi Show is about three Korean American adoptees who have come together uh, to talk about their identities and the exploration and journeys uh, that we've all been on to get to this point. And we usually have a guest on to talk about their journey as well. Um, we chose John Chi because John Chi means to celebrate or feast or party together uh, in, in a big group. And that's kind of what we do. And that's what we're bringing to MB Asians today. We're bringing the group and we're going to bring the party. So. Thanks for having us. We're not bringing the food. That'll be for a different episode. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sometimes with food and drinks. Alcohol sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I mean, that's really tied into our topics today, right? Because we're talking about food. Um, So let's just dive right into it. Um, So I think American food is kind of, um, I have really fussy um, meaning, like to describe American food. Because to me, American food is like everything, um, but add a little bit of different, add a different little bit of the sauces or like make it a fusion. Um, so maybe you guys, because you guys live in American for like forever, I guess. Uh, <laughs> forever. <laughs> yep. From the dawn. 99.9%. Uh, exactly. Yes. So maybe yes. you guys can kind of just talk about like what is American food? That's tough. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, KJ. So, yeah, I think of, I think it's easiest. So, like, Americans obviously like to eat food from all over the country, and because we have people from from all over the country, from all over the world, and because we have people from all over the world who bring their own food and bring their own cultures, uh, it's really hard to identify what is quote unquote uniquely American. But I think for me, when I think of the most American foods, I think of hamburgers. And mm. hot dogs and pizza. Uh, I don't know if there's oh, and maybe peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Maybe that's maybe those are like those are the four things. <laughs> that's the the mm-hmm. rectangle of American food for me. I don't know. What about y'all? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, hamburgers and French fries for sure. Oh, French very fries, very American. Uh, um, you know, pies like cherry pies and and. Uh, you know, Boston cream pies, things that actually have the word to like American names <laughs> in them as well. Uh, but for me, I think the one that sticks out for uh, the most is, I don't know why, it's just steak and potatoes. Like That's meat, your Midwest coming out. Seems, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, and that that might be that regional uh-huh. thing that we're talking about too. Uh, but yeah, I always think of like steak and eggs. Just that's, uh-huh. What about Patrick? Uh, I had I had chicken fried steak and eggs for breakfast a wow. lot. Uh, oh, I thought you said that you were going to say today, and I was like, oh, oh it's so good. It is still one of my favorite <laughs> breakfasts. Yes. <laughs> Um, I'm definitely cheeseburger and fries. That's what I think of when I hear American food. I'm like, let me get one of those. Because you go out to California and it'll be in and out. You got to try that. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can do Whataburger in Texas. Hey, I mean, it's all all over the place uh, with burgers. So that's what I think of when I think of American food for sure. I thought French fries because it names French fries. I thought <laughs> yeah. it's from France, not no. United States. Is it from United States? Yeah. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. <laughs> what about what about yeah, pizza? Pizza's from Italy, right? Yeah, is it? Uh, it's, it's Italian. <laughs> um, that's why. But if you've ever I, had, I, had that's why I didn't put it. So up. here's here's the deal, though. Like if you, you go to Italian Italian pizza. Yeah, if you go to Italy, it's just not even the same. So I think like when you're in yeah. America, like if right. you have a pizza, like that's just so different that like we just own because like you know I think you could argue like hamburgers and hot dogs. If you go back to the original German, it probably like has its roots in Germany or whatever. But like, I think that's right. why they just become their own thing. So that's mm. why I threw pizza in there. I know. I think there's actually somewhere that I read there's a place in Wisconsin that claims they were the first place to invent the hamburger. Oh, but Wisconsin was probably settled by a bunch of Germans. So (laughs) I I will say that frozen pizza. (laughs) Frozen pizza is American. Yeah, and and we also have, as far as pizza goes, the two styles of Chicago deep dish style and the New York thin crust. So uh, again, it's varieties of. I think there's like New York pizza and like flat what thin crust pizza, where it's like cut into squares and stuff. That's like St. Louis style, kind of. So like, Mm -hmm. there's. Three, I would say three predominant styles of pizza, least, and then like yeah. your regular whatever you get at Papa John's or Domino's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense because Americans like a lot of immigrants, and then they just bring their culture, their food into here, and then, um, you know, for like, like they just make it like, like I say, like in the beginning, like there's a fusion, and then combine like American style with their own country, and they become a new one. Um, so mm-hmm. like. A, so for me, like American food is like anything can be American food. Um, so speak of that, maybe we can talk about um, each of us. Maybe we can talk about like what is your favorite American food? Um, I can start. So for me, I love fried chicken, which I surprised nobody mentioned that. I thought that's American food. Um, but oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that's definitely fun. that is an American yeah. food. I Although like I think chicken. actually, be- I think because it's funny to me, I think yeah. of it as like, Oh, Koreans really love fried chicken. I don't like right. it's it's just like really funny yeah, to me, but yeah, true. that's probably deeply Is that a thing? Yeah. I don't know. It's probably yeah, also Korean, Korean I, love, American. I love fried chicken, so it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No, and then there's like Popeyes and Chifoe and there's so many different brands of fried chicken and they're amazing. And oh my god, I fall in love with American fried chicken for sure. Um <laughs> before I came here, the only fried chicken I have is KFC. Um mm-hmm. It's still good, but it's not, not amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. But that's it's, not, it's everywhere. There is I've seen, there is I've seen international KFCs everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Right, that's a little more abundant. Jacob, you should go to Korea because there are many fried chicken stores in Korea, and I think maybe I'm Korean. That's why I love Korean fried chicken better. But I don't know. Here, fried chicken is good, but Koreans one is better for me, and they have okay. a lot of sauce for fried chicken so sometime we can go together and make some 
Sure. Chicken night. <laughs> chicken night. Yeah, I like it. I like yeah, it. they have they have a fried chicken place out here. It's Korean BBQ oh. chicken, I think, and it and they fry it. And uh, one of the things they fry it in is olive oil. So oh. it's, uh, just definitely, a, it feels different and tastes different. It's it's lighter. I feel than the KFC oh. stuff. So interesting. I feel like yeah. I wouldn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie. I can go uh, next. So yeah. my best American food is I'm not sure if this is American food, but mac and cheese. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Mm, nice. Sure. There you go. That's Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. so yeah. one of the features that I love about American food is they are cheesy. There are so many cheesy food. <laughs> mac- yes. Take it, you're not lactose intolerant. <laughs> I love mac and cheese. There is a one restaurant in Ann Arbor, Michigan called Zingerman's Roadhouse, and they make a very special mac and cheese. I think they put some bacon or some meat mm-hmm. in mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. And it tastes like heaven. I like it a lot. Mm. So that's my favorite one. I like I've mac been and to, cheese too. I've been to weddings that have mac and cheese bars. Oh, oh yeah. You get to scoop up your mac and cheese and then they have like just a, like a, a variety of like 10 different toppings and things oh. you can mix in it. Different types of meats or scallions and, and, and fried onions and things like that. So yes, I think you would love that. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say, so often I, th- I feel like my friends and I will just as a, as an icebreaker say, you know, what would your last meal be? Um, mm-hmm. and so I like Nathan, I really like steak, but I think, uh, my, my go-to last meal would be a really great burger and fries. Um, which maybe makes me deeply American. I don't know. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, there, I think. There is nothing else that really compares to just a really good cheeseburger and fries. So that's what I'm say my best American food is. Love it. I already said mine. I'm going to stick with my steak and potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> real, real good, real good ribeye, some mashed potatoes, maybe any particular brand, garlic mash, like any particular restaurant. Mm. Oh, there's a lot. I mean, my there's a lot of really good steak places. Um, Maestro's. Uh, Delmonico. Mm. Uh, these are all really good, expensive, <laughs> unfortunately, places that I can only go once a year. Maybe. I mean, that's the only way to have a steak. Otherwise, you're just like, it's <laughs> yeah. not worth it. It's got to be special. Yep. Yeah. Um, I would agree with KJ, but I'm going to be very specific. Oh, dear. I would, if it was the last meal, so my favorite meal would be um, a burger, a bacon cheeseburger mm-hmm. with jalapenos and mayo from uh, Five Guys. <laughs> Bingo. And I'd have to have <laughs> two or three really? of them. Um, and then I would have the, the the absolute best cooked McDonald's fries. I think <laughs> at the end of the day, they, they, if they get the fry right, if they get the fry right, it's one of the best fries that you could have. And very, very But you only fast. have like so, 15 seconds to eat them before they, they then, become terrible. Oh, that's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah. You gotta it's because it has quick. sugar and salt in it. And that's a Pepsi. Like it. And a Pepsi. <laughs> so this is like if I'm going to die immediately, yeah. I would want that. Oh. I would want that, and then I would And die. you that's might. really funny. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, you might die just from that one. I, I think I meet my soulmate because when I'm saying about <laughs> Coke, like I love Pepsi, then Coke. And many of my friends, like, you have no soul. Coke is like original one. Pepsi is kind of fake. But I like Pepsi better. <gasps> Yeah, yeah. Pepsi is way better than Coke. Yeah. And Dr. I love, Pepper. I, I love Five Guys. Wow. That's, oh, I want to change my answer. Like, not mac and cheese. <laughs> I want to go with not Five mac Guys. And cheese. <laughs> not mac yes. and cheese. Five Guys is the best burger in the world. 
Yes. Mm. They say it all over the restaurant, so you know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Five Guys is pretty good. Um, personally, I, I like I like the In-N-Out better. Uh, uh, wow. What? Hot take. Oh, oh, yeah. Hot take by Jacob. <laughs> nice. Dang, Representing man. West Coast. Nice. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. We're going to have to do a I will burger have run to, around the I will have to throw in. We'll have a... Let's really have a burger off one of these days. But I'll have to throw in the Shake yes. Shack in there from New York, too. Because uh, <laughs> I, I do Shack love good. the Shake yeah. Shack stuff. Yeah. I mean, Shake including their, you know, their shakes. <laughs> oh, the shakes. Uh, I really love really Whataburger, good. but I almost never get their burgers. Mm. I get, like, a patty melt, oh. which is not a traditional burger. Or I get the uh, honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich. Baller. Also, their uh, honey. Oh, shoot. I literally just talked about it this morning. It's their breakfast menu, honey but honey butter chicken biscuit. That's the one. Oh, yep. Yeah, available from 11 p.m. to 11 a.m. <laughs> and that's like it's like after a night of partying, you want that. Or if you're waking up in the morning, you want that. Like, oh, so good. So KJ, because I'm from Oklahoma yeah. and you're in Texas, you might be the only one who has also had a Brahms. Burger. Brahms burgers are pretty good. They are yes, okay, salty, uh, which is like yeah. interesting. Oh. But but I really like I'm into them. They're good. Okay, that was my first job. Was it really? Was was okay. at Brahms ice cream shop, ice cream and burgers. And Brahms is Oklahoma located. It only goes within like 500 miles of their headquarters. Mm-hmm. So there's not too many of them. But they are also hmm. amazing. And, and I'm a little biased because I grew up on them. But I like that better than Whataburger, actually. And uh, probably better than in and What in Oklahoma? Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to try next time. So if you guys go to Oklahoma... Or surrounding areas like then uh, go to Whataburger instead of Brahms. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then go to Five Guys, Five Guys, and top it off. I mean, that's a great segue to our next question because we are talking about like a different area, different regions. And they have different kind of flavor of their food, and and then you guys were coming from like different part of the U.S. I guess maybe you can just talk about like what's the f- food I say. In terms of like sauce or taste, what's the difference between um, among like different areas um, in U.S.? You keep so, saying sauce, actually, and <laughs> I, I want to just re- comment on the sauce yeah. thing. The first thing I think of when you say American sauce, I think of ranch dressing. <laughs> I think of that <laughs> we, too. I we actually talked about this in another episode. Really? That, but uh, yeah, I do not see a lot of ranch dressing in any other area of the world that, that I when I go except at Subway. Oh. So whenever I think of ranch dressing, I I think of definitely America. So what about mayo? Well. But mayo is, I feel more like French Canadian kind of a thing. Like, you know how they dip it in their fries sometimes? Oh, uh, I dip my fries in mayo. I love that yeah. stuff in mayo. Dip, dip. Gross. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a lot of people who do that. But that I think of, of uh, Canada. And, interesting. I don't know. Ranch dressing. That is interesting. Thing. So that's my sauce. Yeah. Thing. All right. <laughs> no, I, I, Going out of the sauce thing, back to the regional <laughs> thing. Um no, I did like that. I do agree that ranch is very American. Um, I'm from Indiana, so we're known for our corn oh, and having corn. Uh, those being are very words. Midwestern, being very Midwestern <laughs> in style. It's not like very. I don't think there's like a Midwestern spice that I could attribute. I think it's very much a pepper. healthy dose corn, of salt and corn pepper, syrup. black pepper, corn, <laughs> corn, and uh, yeah, salt. whatever trans fats and sugars you can just <laughs> shove into into something. Uh, that's what we do in my my area of the Midwest, my corner of the Midwest. So, 
So corn for the Midwest. Corn, yeah, that was right. that was. That's it. probably. That's I think between Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, and maybe one other Midwestern state, they'd all be like, "Corn is the thing that we we do good." <laughs> so, uh, so I'm originally from Dallas, Texas, which is an interesting place to be because Texas is huge. Uh, right. So most people, when they think about Texas, they think cowboys, they think steak, they think uh, barbecue and stuff, yeah. which is definitely true. Um, and since moving barbecue. to the Midwest, I've found like the cuts of barbecue, like brisket that I would have that I had growing up are called like Texas style brisket, which I was like, is that even a thing? But apparently that is. So um, it can get as granular as the cut of meat that you prepare. But for me, um, I, when I think of Texas and like the Southwest, I think of really uh, foods really heavily influenced by um, the Mexican culture and Mexican mm-hmm. Latin American flavors and things. Insofar as like we even have Tex-Mex as a whole genre that's what Chili's, the restaurant is based off of, is is, uh, <laughs> oh. is Tex-Mex. Yeah. Um, so that's that. like, that's like. I mean, I, I know I talked a lot about American food, but really Tex-Mex is kind of like my deepest uh, connection to food. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. We totally forgot about barbecue. And I mean, there's at least five different versions of American barbecue in different regions mm-hmm. as well. You know, Kansas City, Texas, St. Louis, Carolinas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of variety of that depending on how, what they put in their sauce or if it's dry or if it's wet. But um, for, for me, as far as the regional, I, you know, since I'm in the West Coast right now, I'll talk about that. I feel out here in, uh, in California, there's there, like you said, uh, Jacob, a lot of things are fusion based. Uh, there's a lot of uh, like if we go into like the Korean style of things, Kogi Truck, you know, created a fusion uh, Korean tacos. And, you know, had a taco truck that was super popular. Um, it's the, the combination of different um, uh, types of food and then throwing it in a, uh, <laughs> in a taco or, uh, or putting it on a stick or in a pancake. Deep fried. I mean, there's so many things out here that, <laughs> that you could call fusion because there's so many people here from all over the world. And, uh, and I love that. I, I actually, I will try any type of fusion, um, you know, that I can find because... I, I like it when they, they mix all the different types of stuff. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I know is that um, American probably have the best Korean food, except for, you know, Korea. <laughs> <laughs> but what if it was even better than in Korea? You're like, you know, I've been to Korea, and I like the Korean food in America better. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, like just like Manchin mentioned, like there's a lot of immigrants, and they bring like very authentic food. And then I'm just comparing with where I have in like Korean or Japanese food in Taiwan, um, mm. whereas like in the U.S., I think they make better and more authentic one than um, I had in Taiwan. Wow. So that, that is amazing because that's, I think that for anybody like all the international students who's planning to come to the U.S., I think food is the one thing that you have to, um, you will enjoy because you can taste all kinds of food from all over the world and then they're very good and very authentic. Um, so Thank you guys. And very for, plentiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're very expensive. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But again, um, really thank you guys for you know for your time to join our show and then share your experience. Um, and let's take a short break and we'll be back with our interview. So in the previous episodes. We mostly focus on the topics like campus life or recruiting. But even with all the classes, events, and assignments, there is still plenty of free time that you 
can decide how to use. And it could be sometimes after school hours, weekends or holidays, or even like breaks between semesters. And how you spend those free times can really change your overall MBA experience. So let's welcome Iran Huang, who is currently a second year MBA student from Chicago Booth to share how she managed her off-campus free time with us. Hi, Iran. Hi, Jay. Hi, Jacob. Hey. How's it going? Good, good. You know, staying at home and having a lot of time for my own um, following the election. So doing great in Chicago. Yeah, right. Winter is coming right now in Chicago area and Roth area. We got a cold right now. I know, but I feel it's a mild winter, so no complaint from me. Yeah, we just hope us like just reach us mild winter this year. So could you introduce yourself a little bit more? Where are you from and what did you do before coming to MBA? Of course. Um, my name is Yiran. I grew up in the mainland China and then I went to Hong Kong for university, studied risk management science. And after graduation, worked as a data analytics consultant at FTI Consulting. Um, and then I pivoted to the financial services, worked for three years in UBS. My last job before MBA was a product manager in the asset management division within UBS. And um, I felt I wanted to pivot to more exciting work environment and really push for changes. That's why I applied for MBA and got in Boost. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. So like there are so many MBA schools in the United States and why you chose Chicago Booth for your MBA program? Yeah, I like Chicago Booth for two reasons. The first one is about its people. Um, from all of my interactions with its current students as well as alumni, I can feel that everybody is really down to earth. They will be really honest with me about the um, school's offerings and its culture. Um, and I feel I can imagine myself to be one of the community. So that's why I chose those. The second reason is also because of its very flexible curricular. I had a lot of training and um, learning experience in financial, in financial services. So that's why I really hope for a very flexible curricular so that I can really design my learning experience in my MBA. So those are really great reasons. And then I thought you're going to say location. Because uh, <laughs> Booth is like in Chicago. And I, I guess it could be one of the big reasons. It is um, it's very different from Ann Arbor, where Ross at. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is. But how do you like the city life so far? Yeah, um, so to be really honest, before I came here, I had some misconception towards Chicago as a city. Because, you know, I read from the um, media and um, heard so many like violence and shooting in Chicago. Um, so I was kind of afraid and scared, to be honest. Mm. But then after more than one year of living here, I really fell in love with the city. Um, almost all the both students live in the Loop, which is the downtown Chicago. And life is just super convenient here. You can... Um, visit the shopping malls or go to the museums or um, like hop on bars or restaurants all by your feet. Like you don't even necessarily need to have a car, which is super essential in some other cities in the U.S. Um, 
that's why I like Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of convenience, I am envious. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. So, so we are talking about like the off campus life. <laughs> How do you spend your time? And maybe you can just kind of give our audience a, a kind of glance on how this MBA student's schedule looks like, especially at Booth. Sure. Um, I think my schedule in the first two quarters, which is still a very like normal MBA experience, was very um, tight. So I had a lot of events going on every day. Uh, in addition to the academic and recruiting, I had a lot of lunch and learns on campus. Uh, cultural events such as sake tasting or like some Mexican food tasting um, on campus. And um, off campus, mm -hmm. we can do some bar hopping and there are many nice restaurants in Chicago with very affordable prices. That's what we also do a lot. And um, there are some institutions in Chicago such as the Art Institute of Museum, which is my favorite, and a few other smaller museums that I want, like, I used to visit a lot, um, and also cinemas, um, of course. Yeah, I mean, your off camps life are very different <laughs> from mine. <laughs> so we also do like bar hopping, um, but we don't have a lot of museums, um, and then don't have a lot of affordable restaurants. At least not in the working distance. Right. There's a couple. But I know. They're they're okay, um, and then. Of course, like the shopping mall, there's impossible to walk mm -hmm. to there. Okay. Um, usually you have to take, you have to drive for at least, um, I say, 20, 30 minutes oh um, for the smaller one. But if the bigger ones, like our, um, our, our, our already long drive. So yeah. that is, yeah, so the, the, you have very different. So that's why I'm so excited about this episode because we can share like two different lives <laughs> on the two spectrum. One is like city, the other is like kind of countryside. Um, so other than that, what do you do for for fun? Like what I mean by fun, I mean like, um, you know, like, like something is not relevant to school. Mm -hmm. um, to me, I feel like a lot of times, even I doing like bar hopping is it's still part of like the school life because yeah. I'm go, going out with like the friends from school. Mm -hmm. um, and then because it's like small city uh, in another people just are really tight um, in the in the connection and go out together. What about like, I don't want to ask for your experience. How do you spend your time for fun? Uh, are you doing with your classmates or other any other people yeah. that you met? I think that's so important because I definitely agree with that um, sometimes drinking or social events can be dreaming as well as part of the like something you have to do, not something you would volunteer to do. So um, I feel it's very essential to keep yourself um, happy and maintain very good mental health, especially when you were recruiting in the first year. So what I do for fun is that I sometimes paint. I love painting. I have been painting for many years. And um, I would treat myself by like doing a few hours of watercolor um, to really like uh, calm down and feel the moment of peace without worrying about schoolwork or recruiting. Um, and sometimes I watch documentary. I feel it's really healing and it can just calm me down after 
uh, long day of work. Um, and in terms of outdoor, I would, because Chicago is also along the Michigan Lake and the scenery is just amazing along the lake and there's a beautiful lakeshore trial for people to run and a bike. So I would sometimes um, go biking with my friends. We sometimes bike to the Lincoln Park or the far, the farthest uh, time we went was to Evanston, the Kellogg. Um, it was a three hours bike, very long, but very like uh, energizing and um, full of fun. So I love the parks and the lake in Chicago. That's how we can really getting a taste of the nature um, as well at, at the same time still living in the city. You have a lot of good hobbies <laughs> to release your stress. I think one of the things that I dreamed about before coming to Ross is because Ross is in area surrounded by great lakes, like the Five <laughs> Lake. And I think like Ann Arbor, the city is located nearby the Michigan Great, Michigan <laughs> Lake. But frankly, it's really far from the Michigan oh, really? Lake. And Ann Arbor is, yeah, it's maybe three or four hours oh, by car from here to the Michigan <laughs> Lake. Because we are more close to the Detroit area I lake. See. I forgot the name of Erie. Oh, maybe Erie yeah, lake. Yeah, yeah. So, because um, I like cycling and cycling is one of the biggest, my hobby before coming to mm -hmm. here. And I dreamed of cycling in the lake area, <laughs> but that was just really a dream. It was not a fact. Yeah. So, so you talk about really small things you can enjoy after the class or small weekends, but I'm, I'm curious about how do you spend your long holidays, mm -hmm. like, you know, Christmas or, you know, two weeks later, we will have a big holiday, Thanksgiving days. Maybe you did something last year, hot, uh, Thanksgiving days. So what did you do? for like long holidays yeah so um i think in general uh business school students will have a lot of trips during those long holidays for example last year i visited california in uh, thanksgiving and christmas um and also i went on a tech track uh, organized by the student club at booth to uh, seattle and san francisco and san jose um, and we also planned for a trip to Patagonia uh, for the spring break last year, but it just didn't happen. Um, I would say that the like within the U.S. or our overseas trips are most common options for business school students. Like you went California with your classmates? Yeah, um, uh, there was a tech trip organized by Booth for those uh, winter break. Oh. And um, basically we visited companies and we also had a little bit fun after the recruiting events in each city. Um, I still remember the sushi in Seattle was the best one I ha ever had in the U.S. So I, I really missed the like tech track. So this question is going to be a little bit tricky, but sometimes as an international student, oh, is it your first time to come to United States for your MBA program? Or do you, have you experienced like living in foreign country before? Yeah, I, it's my first time living in the U.S. I have been on an exchange uh -huh. in Toronto at college, maybe for three, four months. 
Um, but it's my first okay. time, like, um, in many years to live in the U.S. So the reason why I asked that one is, was it easy for you to make a friend in this unfamiliar environment? Mm -hmm. um, I think MBA degree definitely helps you to find your friends because at Booth, we have 35 Chinese students uh, from my class. And, so, and also, mm -hmm. uh, there are plenty of opportunities. For example, the random walk, the pre-MBA trip, uh, where you can also make mm -hmm. friends with um, other uh, friends from other countries. Um, so I definitely feel I have found my own circle um, from my one year of MBA so far. I mean, that's a great because uh, I also have like my small circle of a um, couple closer friends. And actually, Jay is one of them. Oh, nice. So that's how we kind of meet with each other and we start this podcast together. So I think that's really good. Um, to make a close friend and doing something special together, mm -hmm. especially doing this MBA. Um, so you're talking about like the long holiday. Um, actually, just want to share my experience um, for my winter break. So I actually went back to Taiwan um, just because I feel like I need some time to recharge myself mm -hmm. um, and, see, and just go back to see my family. And I found this really helpful, especially when I um, came back for the second semester. I, I really do feel like I have more energy, you know, to fight with this mm -hmm. MBA journey <laughs> and recruiting. Uh, so, so I think um, I think you mentioned it earlier, like trying to find a piece of your mind uh, is really important because MBA is fun. Of course, but sometimes it can be really stressful mm -hmm. um, because of all the recruiting, um, the cultural shock or everything else that is really to just, you know, take some rest, um, recharge yourself, and then you can just keep going for, for you know, for a longer journey. Yeah. Um, by saying that, I think habit is something that I think it's also important, especially when you are, you know, being thousands of miles away from your your home country to have a hobby that keep you, if something keep going, um, I think it's also important. So I want to ask you, because like the cultural, um, even like the, I guess that the, the weather is very different. Mm -hmm. Is there any habits that you did um, when you were in China or Hong Kong? Mm -hmm. Um, but now, while you're in the Chicago, you you kind of stopped doing it. Yeah, I used for whatever reason. Right. So I used to, mm -hmm. to hike a lot more in Hong Kong because it's just very easy to get to the uh, mountains through public transportation, and there are uh, many hiking trails in Hong Kong. However, in the US, I stopped doing so because you need a car to get around, and also to be really honest, there aren't many national parks or state parks close to Chicago area. So I, I kind of have to stop doing that more. And also because of the weather, of course, like in Hong Kong, you can hike mm -hmm. all the year around, but in Chicago, there are just about like six months of great weather. And then the rest of the year, it's snowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's miserable. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're stressful. <laughs> I know. 
Yeah. But is there any new hobby you picked yes. up when you're here? Definitely. And to be honest, after, especially after the quarantine, um, because I just have so much more oh. time with myself. And so I start to cook. I didn't like ah. cooking before, but now I just like, I miss the Asian food so much that I have been cooking a lot. And I'm very proud of myself. I think I can cook a lot of great um, <laughs> cuisines from Asia now. That's really great. Um, I mean, I actually start to learn cook as well. To be fairly um, honest, I think in either Hong Kong, China, or Taiwan, or even, I guess, Korea, you don't really need to know how to cook. Like, you can buy yeah. everything, mm -hmm. like, very easily. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of also um, the one hobby that I picked up as well. I also started to cook, but... Only for like March, April, and May. And what I figured out is it took like two, at least one to two hours to make a new cuisine of Asian food. Yeah. But like eating time is only 10 <laughs> minutes. Sometimes it's five minutes eating time. That's so true. And yeah, so thinking of some efficiency, like just buying food is better for me. That's what I realized. So recently, I didn't cook that much. I know, I totally get but that. But yeah, yeah, but it's the, the, the food is very, like the restaurant, the meal is very expensive here in the U.S. So, I mean, for whatever reason, um, either you would just save some money or you just wanted to miss your home country <laughs> Cuisine, um, I think cook is a, a really great way. Yeah. Um, I also want to ask you, like all of like all of us here, um, what is is there something you know fun thing that you did here um, in the U.S. where as you wouldn't have you you have never do you, you have ever done before back your home country? I guess for me it's skiing because you know in Hong Kong there's no snow at all, and so oh I yeah. Was, snowboarding for the very first time last year it wasn't fun well it was but it also like i was <laughs> always on the bunny hill with the three to five year old and <laughs> because it's just so yeah. hard to pick up snowboarding um, yeah, yeah it is the age i i agree <laughs> yeah i understand i also did um snowboarding last well i guess it's last um february <laughs> And then some something that I've never done before, but I start to kind of try in here is like the golf. Mm. So I start trying to play in golf because um, it's so cheap um, here. Um, and some other things like kayak. Oh, nice! Um, like you see, there's a yeah, there's a, some lake mm. um, or some river in Ann Arbor. So again, like I never live in um, like in the countryside. So a lot of things that I've never done before, but now I get a chance. To Kind of take advantage of this MB experience mm -hmm. and make it more meaningful. Nice. What? What about you, Jay? Uh, I know you ask this for fun question, but I don't want to give you a so philosophical answer. But one thing come up in my mind is like I met so different friends from many different countries, which makes me. Um, I don't know how to say this one, but so what I want to say is like, I lived whole my life in Korea for almost 31 years. And this is my first time to come out from my country. 
And I met many friends who are from different countries all over the world. And when I have a conversation with them, I figure out there are so many differences. For example, in Korea, like when I spend money, it's really common thing between like a close friend. Like sometimes I buy something and like next time my friends buy something. This is really common thing. We don't do much like Dutch pay, which means like just pay exactly what I only buy. Just I can buy mail for my friends. I think this is kind of common thing in Korea. But in United States, what I feel is many of my friends, even though they are my close friends, they feel sometimes uncomfortable about I buy something for them. So my feeling is sometimes my standard or my thought is really different from others' thoughts or opinions. That's one thing that I feel, <laughs> which is really different and makes me feel good, like knowing other countries or other cultures. And every culture has a different norm and different thoughts. So that's it, it, one thing that yeah. I figure out. I mean, you know what, um, Iran, next time when you come visit us um, in an hour, let's go out with Jay and then make him <laughs> to buy something for us. <laughs> 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 yeah, let's do it in the Korean style. I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. No, no. There are, I just, this is one example. Of, maybe this is a bad example. I no, have it's, a lot it's, of good examples. It's a perfect not... example. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make you okay. at Korea, Jay. Don't worry. We'll give you this chance. <laughs> Let us get back to the topic. So, Ira, <laughs> how do you like your life in the U.S. so far? Um, it's a hard question because I miss Asia so much. Like I can't stop like talking to my friends. I want to visit them and go back. And especially um, in Asia, it's just so easy to travel around. And now I need to consider uh, like I need to uh, quarantine if I travel abroad. And also like the visa issues once we start working in the U.S., maybe sometimes when you wait for your OPT, you can't go like you can't access the country and need to stay within the US. So it's a hard question because I do feel um, homesick um, after like mm. almost a year of quarantine. Um, but I can also do see that I make new friends here and I develop some new hobbies here and I start to become more independent. I can cook and take care of myself better. So it's a mixed feeling. So I want to ask you, ask all of you guys, including me, what is the best thing so far living in the U.S.? Um, I feel for me, it just makes me feel more independent and stronger um, because I always think that in Hong Kong, I sort of lived in a bubble with my friends and the environment I felt very familiar with um, because I've been like, staying in Hong Kong for the eight years in the past. But in the U.S., I became more confident of myself because I can see that I can adapt well here and make new friends and also get a new job. And I think I became more confident about, about myself. What about you, Jacob? So I think the best thing happens to me um, in the U.S. is 
I get a lot of times to do reflection. Um, similar to Iran, um, I when I was in Taiwan, I was so busy at work, so I spent a lot of time working. Um, I never actually had a chance to 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 reflect on um, my past. But now um, I'm in the U.S. I'm I'm actually you know studying MBA, um, so this is gonna affect what I'm going to become for the next, you know, like 30 years or even longer. So I think that is for me, it's kind of take, take a pause of my life. And then I use those two years to really think about what I want, what I wanted to become in the future. So I think that's the best thing for me, um, for, for this, um, us, you know, NBA life. I thought this episode was gonna be fun, but why I think this episode is going to so serious? I know. It is a wrong question. Yeah, I would say food is the best thing for me because there are so many good no foods way. in Ann Arbor. Really? No way. Because, <laughs> because no, I I, I disagree too. For my dinner tonight, I have uh, my best Taiwanese food. Um, Jacob, maybe he can explain a little bit more. I cannot explain what it is. <laughs> Could you explain a little bit about the food? <laughs> no, it's just like spicy beef um, stew. Okay. It's pretty good. Yeah, I, I love it. And also I love hamburgers a lot. Oh. And this America has great hamburgers okay. compared with Korean burgers, which is so small <laughs> and so low calorie. I like like high calorie, put everything in the burger. That's my favorite. Basically junk so food. Yeah, yeah, basically junk food. I love them. No comfort. Okay. Then, no. What about the worst thing, Iran? What's the worst thing so far? Um, I think the worst thing is because I don't have a car, so that makes me feel I'm not oh. free. Like I can't go anywhere I wish to. But in Hong Kong, that problem doesn't exist because you can always go around with public transportation. So that's my biggest frustration. Yeah, for me, I'm actually on contrary to Jay's um, best thing. So food is the worst thing, I think, in the U.S. I echo that. Uh, (laughs) Yay. (laughs) So, I mean, personally, I love hot pot. And especially, you know, like in the Michigan, like the cold winter, you have to have hot pot. Yes. But there's no hot pot in Ann Arbor. No way. Like really? zero. Yeah, there's no hot pot. Oh. I should open one. Yeah. Um, you're going to make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> there are so many bubble tea shops. It's like four or five bubble tea shops. But no hot pot. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> but can you... Homemade um, um, hot pot, like you buy the soup, you get a pot and get the vegetables and meat, make it yourself. Yeah. So so we did that um, from time to time, but echoing your frustration without the car, like you have, it's very hard for you to just shop for those ingredients or uh, like you say, like the soup base. Um, it's just very, like, takes a lot of times to, to do that. I know. So you just like, ah. I'm going to just eat some junk food. 
Well, there is a <laughs> which is Jay's favorite. There's a great hot pot place in Chicago. I just went there on ah, their last day before、oh、shutting down last Wednesday. Um, so it's so good.、Oh. It's a, all the ingredients are so fresh and very authentic. So, um, you should definitely go when you visit Chicago. Yeah, I would definitely go. Now, now I can agree with you guys because because of Jacob, I also fall in love with hot pot a lot, and there is a no hot pot place in Ann Arbor, which is so amazing. Why <laughs> they don't have hot pot place? Anyway, my worst thing in the U.S. is I think of this idea a lot. So in Korea, when we close the door, like the front door of your home, I can say hundred percent of Korean. Apartment or some house has a automatic system that close the door. So when we enter the enter the home, just put some number on the. So we call it door lock, which is we just put number and it automatically opens. That means we don't need we don't need to have a key to open the window. Oh no, open the door. But since because so I. I used to i I used the door lock system for more than twenty years in Korea, and when I came to United States, and I figured out there is a no door lock system, and all of them all of them are just using key. It was just too annoying for me because I never bring my key with my in my backpack, so sometimes I forget to pack my key and just go out from my home and. There's a no way that I can open the door of my home right now, so that's some that's some problems that I got here. So I hate this key system. I don't know why they are not using that automatic number door system in United States. Yeah, I don't use that as well. <laughs> I didn't use that when I in Taiwan. Well, I, I guess it depends.、Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But keeping、so, it's definitely hard for some people. I can imagine that. So, yeah, and then use fob, and then just you know, just most like little story I want to share. I lost my key recently. Ah,、uh, <laughs> I just lost my key <laughs> in the middle of night, and then I just went out, and then it's gone. And so I have to, um, luckily I have roommates, but I won't be able to get into my room, so I have to sleep on the couch for a night, which is really annoying. Um. Anyway, sorry for distracted the、uh, the topic. So now that you are um in the second year, so I want to ask you like, what's the life different? Like, what's your off campus life a bit different compared with your second year day MBA、uh, and your first year? Especially, um, big congrats on your um you know full time job. You already have that um, and it's really great job. Thank you.、Um, to be honest, I feel my second year has even less time for myself or off-campus time. Even though I'm always in my apartment, but there's just a lot of stuff to do. Like I need to help the first year to re- prepare for recruiting. I need to interview the incoming students for booth, and I'm running like a five-week program for some student club,、um, the Innovation Design Club. So I feel somehow I just get. Even busier, so I only maybe have like half an hour at the end of the day to watch a documentary 
um, to like um, keep myself sorry and then uh, make myself feel I'm still connected to the rest of the world. Um, I would say I don't know. It, it feels not not in the way that I expected. Um, and also during the weekend because of the pandemic, we could only have very small group gatherings, maybe um, have hot pot or delivery in my apartment or my friend's apartment, um, drink a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's that's all the fun we can have now. Mm. Yeah, I think one of the good thing of MBA life is even though you finish your recruiting, there are so many things you can join. As you mentioned, you can help MBA first year student and you can jump in onto the interview process of the prospective students. So I also feel even though I'm doing still recruiting right now, but there are so many good programs that I want to do. But I cannot do because of I lack of time. But I I feel you can enjoy many of good programs in Chicago Booth and with that enrich your life. So I think that's a really good thing. So I think we talk about a lot of things about off campus life. And do you have any um, additional tips for the incoming students how to navigate off campus life? Yeah, I would say. Um... When you have the chance to enjoy, just take it because you never know what will happen next. Like I didn't have the chance to uh, watch Hamilton in Chicago before it just stopped um, performing in Chicago. That mm. was like a big regret for myself. Um, so just get go for it whenever you have the chance. That's that's really um, touched my heart. <laughs> Especially a lot of things I was, you know, when I was MBA one, I was thinking about, no, I have to focus on recruiting. Yeah. I can wait till MBA two. And then, you know, suddenly COVID hit um, and then nothing you can do now. I know. So, yeah, echoing to you for sure. Yeah, last year, um, sorry, I just want to share a very yeah. interesting event in Booth. So last year yeah, around Thanksgiving, yeah. there was a Diwali cruise. So basically everybody dressed up in Indian um clothes and then uh -huh. got on a cruise and then they will play Bollywood music and oh. everybody will dance for the whole night and and it's just such a big party and at that moment of time I was too busy recruiting and I thought oh well I have another year I'll just definitely go in my second year but it's not happening this year again so you see yeah oh my god yeah I can totally feel you <gasps> all right speaking of COVID uh I want to ask you what happened to your off-campus life. I mean, you know, like every, you can only stay at home with a social, like safety distance with your friends um, when you're going out. And even, you know, some restroom doesn't even open or close down. So just want to ask you like, what did you do? And then um, how did you, how did you gonna plan to spend, you know, rest of the year um, under stay at home? Um, situation. Yeah, I think in the summer you still have um, something else to do. For example, you can hang out in the park instead of in a bar with your friends. And also at that time, some restaurants were still open, and you can like pick a weekday or earlier in the evening to go. And also sometimes we um, always walk to the West Loop, which is about. 20 minutes or 30 minutes of walk from my apartment and have a brunch mm -hmm. um, outdoor in 
the nice restaurants in West Loop. All of those are pretty good activities or like replacements for um, the traditional bar hopping or whatever parties. Mm -hmm. um, but now mm -hmm. since winter has come and we can only stay at home, I would say the choices become much less. And we also need to be more conscious um, with the people we meet. Um, everybody has its COVID bubble. So a few people you really trust and can still meet um, occasionally. So we most eat at home or cook together or drink sake um, together at home. All right. So this is our last question for every guest on MBA agents. So what is the one thing you wish you had known before starting your MBA? It is a really general question. You don't need to stick to our topic today. Sure. I think um, I would wish that I know um, sometimes uh, there are people that you will only meet or interact for a few times um, and then you'll just graduate and maybe never meet with each other again. And there are just so many people in the program. So I would wish that I know it's very valuable for every time you interact and get the chance to know new people. You should definitely take it and um, don't hesitate to set up some time or be more proactive in uh, making friends with your classmates whenever you have the chance. Great advice. I think it's, it's exactly what happened right now. Like a lot of classmates you're probably not gonna meet them yeah um because because you don't know what I'm, i mean i'm not sure what's gonna be for the next semester but high it's very highly possibly that it's gonna be virtual again so mm -hmm. um definitely get a time if you have time if you make people just you know try to as engaged as possible mm -hmm. um so really thank you for your time Yuren. of course um it was a lot of fun conversation and then definitely when you came to Ann Arbor we will ask Jay to take us <laughs> out for dinner um, in a Korean tradition <laughs> forward right, to thank you so much <laughs> today's show was with Iran Huang from Chicago booth and China thank you so much for listening to this week's show you can find us through all major podcast platforms including Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon. New episodes come out every Tuesday, U.S. time. Subscribe to our podcast, follow us on MBA Giants on Instagram, Facebook, and please share it with, with your friends. Stay tuned and see you next week.